Welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start, with Jennifer Takagi. I'm Jennifer, a former climber of the corporate and government ladders turned leadership development entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach helping you transform your office from feeling like a prison cell into a playground where employees are energized, engaged, and eager to work. Stress is reduced. Productivity is increased. Communication is seamless because playgrounds are much more fun than cubicle cells. Leadership development might seem like hard work, but leadership done right helps you create the team of your dreams. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to pave the way to your successful journey into a leadership role. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to New Manager Media. Manage right from the start. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and today I want to talk about cooperation and cooperation in company culture. So what is the culture within your organization? Do you feel like you have a really cooperative atmosphere? Do you feel like people share information openly and freely? That can be really hard if you have a competitive atmosphere. Sometimes the atmosphere is so competitive and you don't even know that it's a competitive atmosphere until you try to get information out of someone. I've I've seen it happen. It hasn't really happened to me, but I've seen it happen where someone asked someone for a piece of information that they needed to do their job and the other person told a bull-faced lie and said, no, I don't have access to that or I don't have that information. I didn't have the information or I would have turned it over. But how do you do that? How do you do that? That comes from someone who has always been in a very competitive atmosphere. Then they come to your organization and they're so used to a competitive atmosphere that it just continues. So when you hire, do you have the opportunity to have a say in the hiring process? A lot of managers don't. It's handled by HR. It's handled by the upper bosses. I actually got to sit in on two rounds of interview processes, but I didn't have a say on who was selected. And it was kind of funny because they never picked who I who I recommended and the people had to answer to me. So that's pretty ironic, I thought. And my friend, Elena Fulvio, she actually has a business who helps train companies on how to hire. Because if you hire the right people, everything is better. So if you claim to have um, an atmosphere or want an atmosphere of cooperation, but yet your hiring practices don't support that, or people that are part of the hiring process are very cutthroat and don't really support cooperation. They give it lip service, of course, but don't actually do it. Then what are you going to end up with? Uh, You're still going to have a culture where people are not cooperative. So what are some things you can do to foster more cooperation? Well, one thing is mentoring. 
I loved mentoring even before mentoring was popular. And I actually was solicited by other government organizations to come in and do talks at their meetings on the importance of a mentoring program and some ideas on setting it up. Now, the super funny thing about that is my organization did not have a mentoring program, but yet they allowed me to go talk about it other places. Is that not ironic? I just think that is so ironic. But what, what does a mentoring relationship look like? Well, the first thing is it has to be completely voluntary. It has to be voluntary on both sides. You cannot force someone to be a mentor. Well, I mean, maybe you technically you can force them to be a mentor, but you, you really need to take the time to get them to buy in on why it's in their best interest to be a mentor. And then the person being mentored, it's like they have to be coachable. So I, I have season tickets to the Oklahoma City Thunder basketball, and hopefully we'll have basketball in person at some point in the future. I keep paying for tickets. Hopefully it's going to come back. Hopefully things will be better in the next, you know, whenever, and we can go back to games. But we often talk amongst ourselves as fans who have never played basketball other than in PE, and I hated it because I couldn't dribble and walk at the same time. Well, let's face it, people. I couldn't even dribble. And we are talking about the coach. So coaches are so very important to athletes. But the question becomes, how do you as a coach coach someone who is paid $10 million a year for the next 10 years or whatever? These contracts are crazy ridiculous. How do you tell them what to do? It's kind of like going in and being the babysitter of a kid who's an absolute spoiled brat and has everything, and you try to tell them no. Same kind of thing. Pass the ball. They're not going to pass the ball. They're a spoiled brat making millions of dollars, and they think they know better. It's really difficult. So the coaches appreciate the players who are coachable who are willing to take guidance and instruction from someone else. They might be the best of the best in the top of their game, but somebody on the sidelines can often see something going on on the court or the field in a different way. So you have to be open to those conversations. I was at a meeting and ran into a woman I have known for years, but hadn't seen her in as many, and we were talking about mentoring and she mentors two people. She happens to be the president of a credit union and she mentors someone within the organization and she also mentors someone outside of the organization. And the relationships are very different because within the organization she has to be very careful not to create the appearance of favoritism. You know, she can't mentor someone and the next thing, you know, they're her right hand. That, you know, we, we can't do that as, as leaders. But she could mentor someone that came in as a brand new employee who is going to work through the ranks, right? And she has time limits on her mentoring relationships. So she wants to do this. This is part of her giving back, kind of like big brother, big sister type organization set up. So 
Who can you mentor? You have information to share. Who can you mentor? There was one gal that I, I mean, I was in my late 20s and she was probably in her late 40s. So, of course, we were very good friends for a time while we worked for the same organization. But it really was a, the age difference there. You know, now it wouldn't seem so distant, you know, 38 to 58. But at the time, 28, 29 to 48, 49 was, you know, seemed like a huge gap. And we developed this friendship and we were training for two solid weeks together. And then our friendship continued, like I say, for several years till she moved and wasn't with the organization anymore. But she gave me one of the best piece of advices that I carried throughout. And that was, it is your job to always make your boss look good. What? Isn't my boss supposed to make their own self look good? She said, no. She said, what happens is if something falls through the crack and it doesn't get done, everybody above your boss is going to know that you did not step up. They know you're capable. They know you should have. And they'll know whether they say it or not. They'll know it was you and it'll follow you. So it was a huge piece of advice. It was so valuable. It was valuable when I had friendships with other supervisors who technically we were equals, but they were in other offices. We had different experiences we could share with each other. And it wasn't an official mentor-mentee relationship, but it was along those lines. And if you want an organization that feels like there's cooperation, people are sharing information, then having a mentor program could be so beneficial, so beneficial. I had an employee, it was kind of funny. She started out being the one who trained me and then we were equals and then I ended up being her boss. So, you know, we just traded places every eight to 10 years over a long period of time. And she would help me with anything. Even when I was her boss, she was so incredibly helpful. And she was absolutely the happiest when she had somebody she could train, someone that she could provide guidance to. It was just wonderful to see her light up when she could share her information. People will covet and hold on to information like, you know, it's the last thing ever they have to hold on to. And there's no reason for it. Share everything you know. Chances are they're not going to use it anyway, but share everything you know. I was at a conference for entrepreneurs and people who were starting their own businesses or had their own businesses and wanted to build and scale. And the person who put it on said, I don't mind standing here and telling you everything that I did to build my business because of the 100 people in the audience, maybe 1% will take any action towards doing it. So I don't mind sharing what I do because you're not going to do it anyway. And guess what? It's true. Share the information. They're probably not going to use it anyway. Or if they do, it might not even be the right way. But be open to sharing information that you have. Be open to helping develop other people and helping create that collaborative atmosphere. Another way that you can ensure that your office is more collaborative and cooperative is putting it in their performance review. 
Now, I didn't have a whole lot of say. Well, wait, let me just be truthful. I had no say on what went into somebody's performance reviews because working for the federal government, uh, our organization worked really hard at making them consistent across the country. And so I couldn't have just put in a separate little box for is cooperative with others. Um, I like to call that playing well with others. I couldn't really do that. So you may or may not be in a position to affect that today, but you might be able to influence your higher ups to include that in the future. But putting it in a performance review will really reinforce collaboration and cooperation. Some peer-to-peer -peer collaboration is really important too. So take a few minutes and think about how you can foster a more cooperative atmosphere. Can you do something about setting up either a formal or informal mentoring program? If there's already one within your organization, volunteer to be a mentor. And likewise, you might ask to be mentored so that you can build your skills and grow. And create as many opportunities for collaboration. And when someone comes in and they're competitive and a bully, stop that behavior. Make it someplace where everybody wants to work and everybody wants to succeed. I don't mean give a trophy to everybody. I mean give everybody an opportunity to shine. I'm Jennifer Takagi with New Manager Media and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review and share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com slash gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you. And may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible.